This is a 980 CKNW podcast. 7.33 on this Saturday morning. We often talk about lists, but this next one is a little bit absurd at times. Tristan Hopper, a writer with the National Post, he's been on the program before and he joins us again this morning to talk about this. Tristan, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, a look at the things, uh, all of the innocuous things that uh, suddenly became racist in 2017. Uh, so before we get into the list and, and go through some of them, what's been the reaction to this piece? The reaction has been mostly positive. Uh, so, I mean, you would expect something like this would have a bunch of blowback. Uh, well, it, there is a shrine that journal- journalists pray at, and I was praying at this shrine where I was thinking, I'm going to write about all these completely harmless things that had nothing to do with racism whatsoever that people accused of racism. Now, I hope when I publish this, this, pl- this harmless story about harmless things, someone accuses me of being racist, uh, thus proving my point. So a few people did manage to do that, which is good. But I'd say for the most part... Uh, this has been uh, an extremely well-read story, one of our most well-read stories of the year, uh, and it's been read by everyone in Canada. I mean, it, I'm, my critics would like to think that I've been getting a bunch of fist pumps uh, from the alt-right, but that's not true. I've been hearing from people from all sides of Canada saying, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what... Uh, I, I've been... Uh, people saying I, I've been disturbed at how race-obsessed we are. And uh, I like little funny stories like this because I want to get back to uh, time and place in Canada uh, where we're trying not to think about the race of my neighbor at all times. Well, and some of these things I remember from 2017, others I didn't. And uh, I think like a lot of people probably shook my head going, really? Uh, Let's go down the list and see how many we can get to because it starts with something uh, to use the word innocuous again. You would think hoop earrings would be just that. This one, yes. Uh, this was so. Hoop earrings have, uh, as they put, uh, put it in the story, have a pretty long pedigree. Uh, if you look at uh, ancient Egyptian uh, wall paintings, you can see evidence of hoop earrings. But uh, there was a, a number of hot takes uh, around mid 2017 uh, where there was this idea. Uh, I guess the the argument was uh, that uh, hoop earrings belong to Latin women, and if you aren't Latin and you're wearing them, uh, you're culturally appropriating and stealing their culture. And you have to stop that. So you have to check what your race is before uh, you can wear hoop earrings. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, the, the first uh, on the list. Which And hoop earrings is just one example of that. But there were others this past year, too. And I still I, I, I question and I, I get into conversations with people. This whole idea of cultural appropriation, it's one thing. Uh, to take something and to label it your own and to say, yes, I came up with this. If it was, if it's clearly something that has, has roots in one particular culture. Uh, but isn't, even if you were to wear a hoop earring, is it not uh, c- commenting on it? Is it not saying, I, I love this part of your culture? I'm celebrating this. I, I don't get to why we've made this leap to wearing that. It's, it's, it's the most, it, it, it's the most extreme example of it because right. well, cultural appropriation, I put it into that category. That includes, uh, oh, microaggressions and other things. These are words that were very useful uh, when they first brought, first came out. I mean, when they were used, uh, they were actually referring to something real that existed. So when you're using cultural appropriation in the sense of, oh, we got, uh, you know, Plains Natives, uh, we have uh, these headdresses, which we find quite sacred. So it bothers us when you just make them out of turkey feathers and then wear them to music festivals. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, or instances... Uh, which I've covered this. Uh, there was a, an Inuit uh, family sweater design uh, that was straight up just stolen by a fashion designer without any credit. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, it's it's 
kind of been disconcerting to see cultural appropriation, which very briefly uh, was used usefully in uh, actual circumstances of cultural appropriation, being used for something like this. I mean, hoop earrings. Uh, you have to be pretty uh, narrow-minded to assume that this is just uh, owned by one particular culture. I mean, hoop earrings clearly for thousands of years have been used by people all, all around the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, NDP leadership race has made the list, in particular a tweet that was quickly taken down, as you point out, by Nikki Ashton. Uh, that's right. So this was, uh, she put out a tweet, uh, and this didn't get a lot of coverage, uh, where she put out a tweet that said, uh, like Beyonce says to the left, and that's from the song, uh, Irreplaceable. Uh, and then Black Lives Matter Vancouver immediately appeared below her and said, uh, well, this is a appropriation of black culture. So she said, oh, okay, and she deleted it immediately. But if she'd actually looked into things, uh, if she, well, first of all, if she had any black campaign staff, she could be like, is it true that it's racist to appropriate uh, Beyonce? They could tell her no. Uh, this is an insane thought. Uh, and number two, uh, this, like many of the things on this list, so the, the actual things that people have accused of racism, a lot of these things are indicative of everything that we should be doing in 2017. So Irreplaceable is one of those things. This is a song that was written by Norwegians, uh, sung by Beyonce, and produced by Shaffer Neo Smith. So it's a room full of people of all races and nationalities and ethnicities creating a song that, uh, by virtue of it being so popular, is obviously loved by all colors and cra- classes and creeds of people around the world. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, Black Lives Matter Vancouver saw this and said, no, no, that, uh, you, you're not allowed to enjoy it because a black person sang it. This is only a black person song. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Nikki Ashton, uh, I, I guess she took a stand for what she called racial justice, and uh, I don't think uh, that was the case here. Uh, and would have been different had Nikki Ashton, oh, I don't know, dressed up like Beyonce and performed the song, maybe, and used it for her campaign. But she quoted her and, and as you point out, even made sure she had the uh, accent aiguille on her name. Uh, yes, uh, which uh, most people miss. So, uh, yeah, there's a difference between uh, I'm quoting a song and if she gave an entire speech in, like, southern black dialect. Uh, I mean, those are obviously very different things. But, uh, yes, this idea, which I don't think I'm wrong in saying new, uh, that, you know, quoting someone of a different race is somehow stealing their culture. Um, this didn't really exist a couple of years ago, this idea. Uh, Dr. Zeus is on your list as well. Dr. Seuss, yes. So Dr. Seuss is an interesting case because uh, he was an illustrator uh, in the 20s and 30s before he became a children's book uh, author. And uh, there are indeed, like most illustrators of the time, there are some incredibly racist drawings in his portfolio. So he did editorial cartoons, uh, which depicted you know, black people with huge lips. Um, he depicted the Japanese-Americans as sort of scheming fifth columnists uh, who basically justifying Japanese-American internment. Um, but when he became a children's author, I mean, if you're familiar with Dr. Seuss, uh, he sort of rebelled against that and I guess was repenting for his earlier years because a lot of his stories are anti-racism fables. Uh, for, for instance, the Sneetches, uh, that's the one where you've got uh, some creatures with stars in their bellies and then the other ones don't have stars in their bellies and the superficial detail tears their society apart. But anyway, this came up because... Melania Trump gave, uh, I think, five to ten Dr. Seuss books uh, to to a school, uh, just as a goodwill gesture, and the librarian rejected them, saying, and then wrote this long essay uh, about how uh, they, they were filled with uh, you know, secret racist 
propaganda, and they would poison the minds of children. And then she was citing academic articles, uh, which were claiming that the cat in the hat is actually a parable uh, for, 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 bl- for black liberation, and that uh, by the cat coming into the house, uh, he's sort of uh, up- upsetting the white nat- uh, natural order. And then that's why the children have to push him out of the house and keep the black man down to sort of keep everything. I mean, it's just crazy to think that. Um, and particularly for a librarian, I mean, librarians are always bragging about people keep trying to be- ban books, but we, uh, we keep them open. So, uh, I don't know, to reject literature and books because of your crazy theory about racist propaganda that you assume children are somehow picking up on. Uh, yes, again, I would put that in the category of something that really wasn't around a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the other ones uh, that you wrote about that really stuck out for me, too, was Dunkirk, the movie. And anybody who's seen the movie uh, will will pick up on this. But it was called Racist because it featured male, white male characters. But as you point out, and as I think others have pointed out, uh, that's what actually happened. Yeah, so there was... Uh... A number of hot takes at the time saying, well, Dunkirk, uh, people were, they were saying, well, there's this image in Britain, which is true, um, that the war was sort of won single-handedly by the people of Britain, by British soldiers. And what they're doing, what they're doing is forgetting the contributions of their giant, massive empire, uh, in winning that war. And that includes, uh, uh Canadians, Australians, New Zealanders, and of course, uh, the massive Indian Army, uh, which was the largest volunteer force uh, in history. So that's true, um, but it's not true in the case of Dunkirk. So uh, people were writing this thing saying that uh, we, they've whitewashed history with Dunkirk. But Dunkirk was in the early stages of the war. Most of the soldiers there were white British people uh, from the British Isles. So, yes, uh, if you had actually been on the, the beaches of Dunkirk, I think there was about one motor battalion uh, from India that had just been there by accident. But aside from that, just a bunch of uh, white male guys. Uh, so there were reviews of this movie um, which said, oh, it's a great movie, very gripping, but uh, there may be people who are upset by the movie just because uh, it has too many white male guys. Hmm. And one other one I wanted to look at, and in no way suggesting that there isn't racism. Of course there is. Racism is not acceptable. It's not something... Which you should hate. It's weird that I've gotten blowback from people who are against racism because uh, if you hate racism, you should particularly hate all this made-up racism. Uh, it's like if you're trying to cure cancer and then there's people without cancer who are keep getting chemotherapy and taking up the spots, uh, you should really hate those people. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, we should all be on my side here where if someone is just making up racism that doesn't exist, uh, you should be joining me in shaming and silencing them which is uh, the last one on the list, and we'll just touch on that one. Uh, Taco Bell not serving fries. A uh, woman says that's racism. That's right. So it's, it's not uh, certainly not a, uh, a massive issue. I mean, there wasn't uh, huge statements made, but there's this an excellent uh, viral video that comes out of New York, and a woman, I think she's on some kind of substance, stumbles into a Taco Bell, and then asked if they have fries. They say, we don't have fries. There's a Taco Bell. By the way, Taco Bells in Canada do have fries. We're better than they are. And uh, says, are, are there fries here? And uh, they say, no fries. And then she just looks around in confusion and then declares that this, ra- this is racist. So I think this video may be emblematic of 2017. We've been particularly obsessed with race, particularly uh, apt to uh, sort of call out things we don't like as being through a racial prism. Uh, so I think potentially this drunk woman in a Taco Bell is indicative of the culture of 2017. But time will tell. All right, Tristan, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Always appreciate you taking some time with us. Thank you.
Anytime. Thank you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.